the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Hello, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. Welcome, as always, to Iron Real Estate. As you probably know by now, it's been a long time we've been on the air. Uh, we discuss the real estate market nationally, all across the country, and, of course, the metropolitan area, and how it affects you, and some of the tricks of the trade that will maybe be able to help you get a house uh, in the bidding war and win it. Or if you're a seller, maybe you'll get some more money from your house by doing a few things. And, of course, we always talk about financing and the legal part of it because everything all works together. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to Iron Real Estate. And uh, I'm here, I'm Dottie Herman, and I'm here with Stephen Ebert, who is our legal expert. And um, as you know, in most, I mean, in some states, you don't have to have an attorney, but I don't advise you to do that. I always think everybody needs an attorney because in a, in, in, in a real estate transaction, there's a buyer has an attorney, the seller has an attorney, the bank has an attorney. Um, the homo, you know, everyone has their own interest, and you need somebody who knows the whole big picture and make, can make sure that sometimes a little simple thing that you don't pick up on could cost you a lot. So, Stephen, I mean, can you really, you know, as you know, and you do big, big, you do big deals and commercial deals and and regular house deals, but. When we when we sign a contract, you know, uh, you know whether it's a commercial deal or a residential deal, um, and somebody signs a contract, you know, they, they've accepted their offer and they've accepted their terms. Are there certain things that you think people should look out for or or be sure, you know, really look at before they sign a contract, or certain things that they should have put in the contract? What do you see? Like, what are some of the most important things that a seller or a buyer um, should make sure that's in their contract. Absolutely, Dottie, and, and good morning. Um, you know, in the spring market that we're entering in right now, as people are buying, one of the things you need to know is what are you actually buying, right? When you're looking at that home, um, and, and let's say the seller put on a nice uh, fresh coat of paint, what's really behind it? So it's very important when you're buying a house, and in a minute we'll get to co-op and condo apartments, um, that you, of course, do a home inspection. And that's to really make sure that everything, is, that all the tires are kicked, so to speak, to really see what's going on. And there is a lot of things in a good home inspection. You want to make sure you're there with the inspector so they can explain how the house works, right? You might be moving from an apartment and never owned a home before. You might be moving from a house that had natural gas and this house has oil. And so systems might work differently. So part of the value of a home inspection is just understanding how the home works, but also to see, are there problems in the home? 
And also, do you need to plan and save money and budget for maybe a few years down the road? Like even though the hot water heater might work today, you might have to replace it over the next five years. So that's the value of the home inspector. And you should have pictures in the report and so forth to really understand. But what people need to know is the local customs and also what does this mean and how does a contract protect you on home inspection issues? And there's really no one exact standard. You know, Dottie, so many times I hear people say, oh, well, the house is as is. Well, what does that really mean? Does it mean mm -hmm. that on the day of closing you show up and whatever it is? Right? What if the seller had a wild party the night before they leave and they're leaving town and they break the walls down? Well, it's as is, right? Well, that wouldn't make a lot of sense. So it's really, A, how you write it, and the customs do vary in the city versus the suburbs. State by state can vary a little bit. You know, some of the things you test for, um, you know, for example, some parts of the country you test for radon, some areas doesn't really have it. So it's also important to have an inspector who understands what's happening in that area. But when it comes to the standard, and this is what I want to focus in today, because this is where I see a lot of times misunderstanding between clients and agents and attorneys. A lot of times, Dottie, you'll see in the contract, right, that you have a final walkthrough before the closing, right? Does that, that obviously sounds familiar. Right, you're supposed to do that, that. right. Yeah, I, I've done that in all my houses. And But the problem is where I find a lot of times consumers are misinformed, they think that that's the first-time opportunity to now bring up a wish list of issues. Oh, yeah, you know, I noticed there is some scuff marks on the floor. Can you take care of that? Well, that's not how it works, right? It doesn't mean that for the, when you're looking at it the day before closing or the morning of, you can bring these issues up. The way a lot of contracts are written is if you can imagine the mechanical systems and appliances are different than things like the floors and the walls and the doors. So you gotta look very closely, you know, if that door is kind of crooked and doesn't close right, if there may be some cracks in the marble in the bathroom, if that was a pre-existing condition, then generally you're stuck with it. So it's usually as is when you sign the contract or have the home inspection on those type of items. And the other thing, Dottie, which I wanna mention, and this time of year is really important in the Northeast to keep this in mind, is when things are delivered working, it's just that, working, but not brand new working. Right, Dottie? So if you bought a brand new air conditioner, it might be more energy efficient or it might cool down the house faster. But if you have a 10-year-old air conditioner, it could still work, but the fan might rattle. It might look a little rusty. And so you got to be very careful that things are delivered in working order. That's how the usual standard well, yeah. is, not brand new working order. Right. It doesn't mean brand new, but I... I, I want to ask you a question, two questions, actually, because, I mean, when you say as is, uh, most people, and, maybe, and I'm not an attorney, so maybe my interpretation could be not exactly right, but I assume if I show somebody a house that said as is, that they go see it, and the way it is is the way it is. They're not going to fix anything up. Now, you can always, somebody can say that, and, again, you can always try, because what's the worst that can happen? Someone says no. But usually, you know, whatever condition it is, it is. And we were talked a lot about foreclosures in the last weeks. And I said one of the bad things about going to an auction at a foreclosure was that you don't really get to see the house inside. So you can maybe pass it on the outside, but there could be a lot of things wrong that you don't know. However. You know, you're exactly, you're exactly right on that. And if I can say one point on that, this is where geography matters. I'll give you an example. Right. You know, the custom in New York is you do the inspection before you sign the contract. Right. But if you cross the Hudson River and you go to New Jersey, the custom is you sign the contract and then you have a two-week window, roughly, to do the home inspection. And there's pros and cons in both approaches. But for those markets where you sign the contract first and then you have a home inspection contingency, you have to have a little bit of extra care. Because the, in the markets where you do your inspection first, if you don't like it, you don't sign. 
But in the other markets where you sign first, what I've noticed is depending upon how hot the market is, a seller attorney might try to limit the value of your home inspection, right? They might say, seller is only required to address safety issues or right. items that cost more than $5,000. So someone might think, oh, I have a home inspection contingency, but you got to check the fine print to see if there's limits to it. Right. Now, you know, I, and I, I, I want to bring up something that I saw. I didn't see this a lot, but I did see it happen a couple of times when I was kind of new, where somebody like, you know, let's say the contract says, I'm leaving the dining room light, you know, the chandelier in the dining room and this and that, whatever. Okay, and I'm leaving a washer and a dryer and my dishwasher. Okay, something like that. And if the person didn't put the that there were some people that took out, they had, let's say, a new washing machine or a new dryer. Well, they left the washing machine and they left the dryer, but they took the new ones that you saw and put old ones in so i learned really early on that in residential if they say they're leaving a washer or a dryer or you know whatever that you should have the brand i mean that, that you know the, the the one that they're leaving because if it just says a washer or dryer steve what if it just says washer or dryer and then you sort you a brand new washer or dryer and now you go to the inspection right before closing and you see it's an old is there anything you could do about that? Well, it all boils down to the contract is written, but generally speaking, the contract says either as of the date we signed the contract or as of the home inspection report. And this is why, and, and I would say this, and, and in this day and age, there is no excuse, in my opinion, to have a home inspection report that does not include digital photographs embedded in the report. And if you're shopping around home inspectors, I would argue that every buyer, when they're trying to decide who to go with, should ask right. the question, will I in my report get digital photos in the report? And if the answer is no, I'd recommend you should look for somebody else because it's common Okay, that's a good point. Because they didn't always and, have that. So some people might not know that because they didn't always have digital. So you're saying that you should own, you should really get an inspector that does has digital reports, and that's a question you should be sure to ask. A hundred percent. I mean, when I started, I remember some, some home inspectors would literally hand the report at, 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 right, at, right when they did the inspection. They did it with almost like a triplicate, and they check boxes, yes, yes, no, no. And then they have a little space to write down a couple of notes by hand. And they say, here's your report. And the quality has dramatically changed. I mean, I know some of the higher-end home inspectors, they will, for major systems like air conditioning or boilers or hot water heaters, they will photograph the serial number of the major system and double-check to see the age of it because wow. they can actually search by serial number to see is that hot water heater a year old or 20 years old? And, and if I can shift gears for a second, I want to mention a point, and we'll come back to some more house items because there are a whole bunch of things to cover, is when you are buying new construction and apartments. I mean, a lot okay. of times we're used to, and people generally will get a home inspection for a house. But what do people do for apartments? Most people generally don't get an inspection on an apartment. You can. There's no law that says you have to or that you can't. And But the reason is when most people are buying in a big luxury building with 200 co-op or condo units with a live-in super and a management, what are they going to check, right? They can turn on the dishwasher themselves and see if it runs. And the building systems are run by the management company. But you so want to be do? careful in a couple – but you want to be careful in a couple situations. If you buy in, let's say, in a small building where there's only four apartments, well, then you're 25% of that building. It's more like a house. You know, you can check building systems. Inspectors can do that because sometimes there could be a very big bill coming down the line. And especially if you have, you, you want to find out, and we do this in the due diligence in part, but inspectors definitely help the process. There's a lot of changes in what's going on for apartment buildings switching from oil to natural gas and to other energy efficiencies 
understanding what systems are in place in these buildings so that there's not a capital assessment to pay for a whole new energy generation system. So these are a lot of very important things. Two more points if I just want to mention on the apartment side, Dottie, so people are aware. Whenever you're buying a property that has either outdoor space or a dedicated roof deck, I generally right. recommend an inspection. I can't tell you how many times people think, oh, it's a building, but the roof decking, maybe it's installed poorly, and the roof decking is on you typically. And even if the building's responsible to repair the roof to keep out the water, typically the homeowner's responsible to remove and reinstall the roof decking. So it's really Steve, important. Are you talking? Are you, are you talking about a roof deck on a, like an individual home? Or are you talking about a roof deck on a building, like you know, on a building that has a lot of people in it, or both? Correct. And if you have your own private roof, specifically, so it's not okay. just that you're a top floor unit, but you know how some buildings there's a common roof and there's a private roof for let's say right, one right, right, right. If you're buying an apartment with your own dedicated private section of a roof terrace or something like that, right. it really makes a lot of sense to have a home inspection, even though it's quote-unquote just an apartment, because there's a lot of very unique issues there. The other scenario that I want to mention Don't some of them leak? Is, what if, yeah, you can, could they, you, you could they be leaky? Or? It could be leaks. It could be bad installation. I remember right. seeing one roof. I had a client who was looking at buying a place. What they literally did was they put the roof decking right on the tar of, of the tar asphalt roof. Now, what's going to happen? That's by, by the way, a violation of building code. In the summer, when it gets really, really hot, over time the wood will actually sink into the roof because it mm. melts, and then it's all, and it could cause a fire hazard and destroy the entire roof warranty. And they could put that on you. So you got to be very, very careful. You got to make sure it's the right kind of materials, not too heavy. Make sure there's space for airflow and drainage. And, you know, the average person is going to have no idea what to look at. But that's where you get a good inspector. Yeah. Um, that's so even like, that's where I tell people they should use only a real estate attorney. I mean, you specialize in, 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 in real estate. So you know everything about it. If somebody said, listen, I know someone who committed a murder, would you take a case on like that? Oh, forget about it. It would be Never. professionally irresponsible. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, okay, so, you know, I try to tell because I have so many people say, well, my son-in-law, he's an attorney or he doesn't even practice it, but he can do it. And truthfully, for most people, this is going to be the largest investment of your life. And really, 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 really having the right team, whether the legal team and 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 the, the people that do your financing, like that is so important. And the real estate agent. So there's little things like Stephen's saying that you know somebody who's not specialized in doing this would miss. So those are good tips. Anything else that they should look for in the contract that. You think it stands two out? Big, two big things I want to talk about that comes up this time of year. I want to make sure. I'd be remiss not to mention. Number one, going back to houses for a second. Right now, the weather is starting to warm up, but it's not hot out. So people aren't really running their air conditioner just yet. So you right. want to be careful to understand the seasonality of your closing. Right? If you okay. sign a contract in November and you close in February, you're not testing the air conditioning. Right. So understand that depending upon the time of year, there might be certain things that will be difficult to test. And depending upon the market, you might or might not be able to have money in escrow to make sure it works come the spring. A good also another example is if you're buying a home with a pool, you should definitely have some independent testing of a pool. A home inspector will not be able to test a pool. And you know, sometimes what we do is the seller will agree to an escrow, but a lot of sellers don't want to be hung up and have money set aside. And a lot of times we'll try to reach out to the company that's been maintaining the pool for years and get letters about maintenance and condition and try to solve it that way. But those are some very important points um, if you're dealing with, depending upon the time of year, it can affect things. The last point I really want to mention 
and it's anyone who's buying new construction. And there's one sort of mistake I think people make in this area. Whenever you have new construction, the government has to issue what's called a new CO, Certificate of Occupancy. So the local buildings department will inspect to make sure it's code compliant. So there is some baseline inspection by government, but they're not looking at everything. They're not looking to make sure that you're happy that the tiles were installed well and they're not crooked, right? They're not looking to see um, are there cracks or peels in the veneers of drawers and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes also we have clients sometimes buying who are remote and unable to travel for the closing. And a lot of real estate agents are in a real bind because on the one hand, they're trying to be full service for their client. On the other hand, they don't really want to have the liability for missing something if in a final walkthrough, and understandably so. So that's also another really good way to use home yes, inspectors. Yes, that's so important. And I, and I wish we had more time. So maybe you could kind of make a checklist for us and maybe next week, like just key things that people should look at, you know, look for, because this is so important. Absolutely. Have a well, great, have a weekend, great weekend, everyone. You too. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with uh, hopefully. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm an old guy who takes really good care of himself. When I found your product, I was really glad because if the fruits and vegetables aren't available in the stores, this product is there but also for emergency storage situation if it should be needed when uh, fresh fruits and vegetables are not available through the supply chain. So I'm 75 years old, and, you know, I pump iron, you know, walk five miles uphill. I feel a lot younger than I actually am, and balance in nature has something to do with that. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code JOE. Holland Christian Home, a place for your aging loved one. Here's Jack sharing why he chose to live at Holland Christian Home. My name is Jack. I'm 82 years old. I lived in Clifton, New Jersey. I was a teacher for 38 years. About five or six years ago, I decided I needed to get into a continuing care retirement community. My priority is what care I will get when and if I need it. And the Holland Christian Home is the only place that I looked at where all of the nurses and aides are in house all other facilities you must go to outside agency and cost you a lot more money to hire aides if in fact you need it to get up in the morning and to go to bed at night from independent living and beyond feel at home and love call charlotte she'll show you around 973-807-3245 or hchnj.org that's hchnj.org holland christian home 973-807-3245 ask for charlotte Hi, Kevin McCullough. Don't miss the Salem Business Breakfast on April the 27th. Hear from an expert panel on all aspects of business. Gain invaluable insights that can't be found anywhere else. And you know it's happening on Wednesday, April the 27th. Back at the fabulous Chaconi Theater at the Bergen Community College in Paramus with legendary attorney Arthur Idala as moderator. Joe Piscopo and the AM 970 morning team will be broadcasting live. A gourmet breakfast from DR Catering will be served. So bring lots of business cards to enter for several great prizes. You'll come away with information, contacts, and motivation to grow your business. That's April the 27th at the fabulous Chaconi Theater at Bergen Community College in Paramus, New Jersey, with legendary attorney Arthur Idala as moderator. Hear from an expert panel on all things uh, related to business. Entry is free, but you must register online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. The Salem Business Breakfast is sponsored by Magna Flood Inc. Lighting your way. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate, and uh, hopefully uh, Chase will join us. 
Uh, however, um, he's a publisher of a magazine that, and I started my real estate career on Long Island. And uh, he did a beautiful magazine called 25A, which was on the cover a couple of times or two. Um, so he'll be joining us, hopefully, unless he got his dates crossed. Um, but continuing to talk about what, what Steve was talking about and as far as engineers' reports, so important. Okay, and if you are a buyer, you really need to have an engineer's report put in early. Like, you know, you have to do it quickly because in this kind of market, some people are, are, are you know, saying, okay, no contingencies because a lot of times a, a contract will say that the contract is valid and you put a down payment down, but you have to be able to obtain a mortgage. And if you want an engineer's report, you have to put that in the contract, especially in New York, because in New York, you, you, you go to contract after you have the engineer's, hopefully, report. So if you're a seller, it's reasonable for someone to ask for an engineer's report, especially on a single-family home. However, give them a time limit. In other words, they have to have the engineer's report like in two days. Don't let them go on and on. And if you're a buyer, you want to do that right away because remember something. Until a contract is signed, until a contract is signed, um, you don't have – somebody can just buy the house right under you. It has to be signed. So you want to do this all before you want to have your engineers picked out. You want to have your attorney picked out. You want to be – you're working hopefully with a good broker – and um, you have your ducks in order. Am I uh, aware? Is, is, uh, do we have my uh, guest on? Chase. Hi, Dottie. How are you? Hi. I, I you know, I, I, I told everybody about you and, and all your uh, successes and your magazine that I started. That's how I first met you. And I said you're a great businessman, builder, and you started you. that I met you. You might have started doing things before then, Chase, but you did um, a magazine that was a beautiful magazine. I just got to tell him when I think I was on the cover once. Um, yeah. 25A, which was a beautiful color magazine, correct, with pictures yeah. of beautiful homes and very high end for Long Island, correct? Yeah. 25A Magazine uh, was started uh, 12 years ago. Thank you for the intro. Uh, Chase Backer here, uh, publisher of uh, Metropolitan Magazine and 25A Magazine. Um, yeah, we started uh, the magazine about 12 years ago. And basically what we did was we put celebrities on the cover and we featured Long Island's rich history. The first settlers that came to, uh, to Long Island and, and uh, created and built all these huge homes and so we write about all the big homes, the the, the great Gatsby's. There were hundreds of Gatsby's back then. Yeah. Uh, and uh, big homes, as you may know, I think you lived on Long Island as well, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, and it's uh, Long Island is probably one of the most beautiful places in the world to live because of the beaches and the close uh, proximity to the to the city. And the hustle and the bustle, and, uh, you know, that's what uh, these rich folks uh, loved about it when they first came to this country from England, from Europe, and they build these huge homes. So we write about the rich history. We also have celebrities. And that's so important because, you know, I was just in the beginning of the show, I might have mentioned this city had some, you know, big estates also. And now really there's not. I mean, they they sold the land. And as far as Long Island, you had Vanderbilt estates. I mean, there was all estates and 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 beautiful, beautiful. And a lot of that got bought by developers who build a, you know, to build right. more for. So you know, but it has some rich, rich history, and you always picked up on that. You made people very aware of the rich history. And I know when I started in the city, they kind of looked at me like, "Oh, you're from Long Island? Like really?" Like, I'm like, you don't understand. It's great. So uh, I applaud you. And you, um, and, and you had some of the most beautiful houses and beautiful photography and stories 
about history and 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 some of the wonderful things that people don't know. Now, yes, I I we, think we I ran into you in Florida, and you started another magazine. I did, yes, uh, we did. Where I met, uh, it's funny. I ran into you in Florida. I'm like, why are you here? What are you doing here? And it's it's strange. <laughs> you know, I've known I'm getting you out of the cold. I I respect you so much. You know what? For all your accomplishments, what you've done with real estate and how you changed uh, the world, a, a woman like yourself to to create and be one of the most successful women in business. I always look up to you. And then all of a sudden, we become friends. It's like a dream come true. I mean, I really and I know it's mutual respect for both of us. Yes, it is. It certainly is. I think yeah, the world is good, and I admire your accomplishments. And I see that you open, you started a magazine in uh, Florida Beach, called Metropolitan. Yeah. It's Metropolitan Palm Beach, and uh, what we do is we we still have the celebrities on the cover. We have Joe Namath, we have uh, uh, Jack Nicholas, we have uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone coming on. So we and we 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 write about again the rich history of uh, Palm Beaches and uh, how beautiful it is. It's a high end publication. And, uh, you know, we did have you on the cover uh, a few years back in New York, and uh, maybe we can do it again with you. Uh, we, we'd love to do, uh, you know, have you on the cover again and talk about your, your well, new Well, you know, Chase, like, I, I can't, I, you know, I'm just finishing a book that I'm writing, but I, but I can't tell you that I never went to Florida a lot. As a kid, you know, I went, and then maybe I would go for a week, you know, because obviously when you're in the winter, it's cold. So you want to, like, and Florida's a quick trip. But I always said, I will never, never go to Florida like all these older people do, okay? And what I've seen in Florida over the years is it's really changed. It is young. It's vibrant. It is, um, you know, the, the there's great doctors. I just went for an eye exam in Palm Beach because I said, I'm coming back to New York in a week. And I said, I, I'll have to wait so long. I mean, you know, there'll be a million people here. It's just easy. So I just did it. I mean, it's really becoming like a second New York in my opinion. Yeah, it's great. Do you yeah. find that? I, lo- I love it. Yes, absolutely. And you, you do have a lot of people that come from the, the big cities, Chicago, uh, Detroit, uh, California, New York, uh, Boston. And uh, you get to meet all these great people from the big cities. They're here. They're buying their homes. As you know, the homes are surging. The price is surging here. And, Unbelievable. Uh, I went the other day, I was looking for a home, and uh, it was an open house, and this gentleman said to me, why don't you meet me there, let's start on uh, with that one, and then I'll take you to other ones. So I get to the open house, and guess what I see? I see like a mile of cars, and maybe 20 or 30 people outside trying to get into this house, because, uh, I mean, I'm looking at it, I'm saying... This guy could. This guy's got such a captive audience. He probably could uh, do an auction right there on his front lawn. It's just ridiculous how fast homes are being sold here in uh, in Florida. I'm sure it's the same in, in around the country. But to notice this, to see this, uh, you know, right before my eyes, it was just uh, incredible. I it, to me, I I thought to myself, I'm doomed. I'm never going to find a house because everyone well, else is out there buying no. the homes. But that's a good point because. People feel like defeated, and you can't, okay, because it is a job to find something. There's no inventory, and there's a lot of competition, uh, so you have to put your best foot forward and uh, try to have well, your ducks in order. I think I'm going to wait because, uh, you know, it's not like I'm in a rush. I don't like to buy high. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait a little bit. <clears throat> um, I think my my own opinion on real estate, what's happening right now, it is a surge, and the surge has to slow down or stop at, at, at some point. Uh, so I'm going to wait. And, you know, I'll, this has happened before, Dottie. Uh, I know we discussed this before, but people come to Florida, and they have this big city money. They sold their properties for $2 million. They buy one here for a million. But then they come down here to live, and they say, okay, I've got all this money. The home is cheap. And then what, guess what happens? They don't have enough money to sustain this type of lifestyle here. They don't have the big city money. So what happens is they wind up selling their home, 
And, uh, you know, I'll pick it up at a, at a bargain price, you know, because that's, that's my that's well, my, uh, yeah, method yeah, you, know, that's, you know, uh, that's some of it. But I also want to give you the opposite point. OK, yeah. I when I started out in real estate, I had there was a picture. OK, and I'll never forget it. And it was a lot of years ago. And it was like on the. It was on the wall in the real estate office I worked in, and it said it had a picture of a couple, like mm-hmm. and the, the man was hunched over and the woman was old, and the, and he had a cane, and it said the the young couple that was waiting for the prices to come down. So all <laughs> I'm saying is, okay, that everything that I see. And this is my opinion, because we can only give you opinion. No one knows the future for sure. Right. From everything no. that I see, okay? And I, you I, know, I respect your opinion. If there's anyone's opinion I'm going to, uh, you know. Uh, no, 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 no. It's yours, because you're in the industry. You've been doing it for many years. You you you're pioneered your way through it. And, uh, I mean, you created some of the biggest. What is your company? That, the, one of the biggest real estate companies in the country. I mean, I will listen to you about it. Well, we're taking a break. Just hold that thought for a second, okay? We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're talking about what we think, and they're going to do. No one knows 100% where we think this market is going. We'll be right back. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Visit Salem Surround New York. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be a sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour here on AM 970. Don't miss out on fresh savings. Get a great deal on an all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third-row seating. Come find the right Mitsubishi Outlander for you during the spring sales event going on now. Take advantage of discount finance and lease terms on the 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander starting from $26,095. Hurry. Offer valid through March 31st, 2022. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to DaybreakInsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's DaybreakInsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's DaybreakInsider.com. The Salem Business Breakfast is back, and it's happening on April 27th. Hear from an expert panel on all things business. Gain invaluable insights that can't be found anywhere else. It's happening on Wednesday, April 27th at the fabulous Saccone Theater at Bergen Community College in Paramus with the legendary attorney Arthur Idala as moderator. I'll be broadcasting live with the whole morning team. That's right. Myself, Al, Debbie, and Joey Sabelia will be doing the show on location at the Salem Business Breakfast. A gourmet breakfast from DR Catering will be served. Bring lots of business cards to enter for several great prizes. You'll come away with information, contacts, and motivation to grow your business. Entry is free, but you must register online, please, at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. The Salem Business Breakfast is sponsored by Magna Flood Inc., lighting your way. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. 
I'm here. I'm here with Chase Becker, and we are talking about the market. And again, everyone has their um, everyone has their thoughts on where the market's going. And some people are buying. Some people are saying, "Oh, I think I'm going to wait because there's no there's not a lot of inventory anywhere." But just to give you an exact fact, just so you know who your competition is, millennials. Okay. Um, Millennials have made up the biggest percentage of home buyers since 2014, okay? And that's the largest generation. It used to be the baby boomers, not anymore. It's about 81% of younger millennials aged 25 to 31, and 48% of older millennials were first-time buyers. And as millennials, you know, the older millennials, as they change from like being young and maybe they want to live in the city and they want to have an apartment as they get older and they have families uh they shift and they end up buying okay because usually they start out renting um and that trend started before covid just so you know i think covid kind of accelerated trends okay but it's a huge generation and they dominate the market today in the housing market. Now, baby boomers who are age 57, you know, I think 57 to 66 around, they made 17% of the buyers. And the older boomers, which are 67 to 75, were about 12%. So they were, you know, you see years ago, those, uh, Guys and women that were retiring or were in their 60s, they didn't go buy the best house of their life. But a lot of them are buying bigger houses or buying second homes, and I think second homes are going to be huge because with the pandemic, a lot of people don't have to be in the office every day so they can spend time in a second home. So um, I think it's gonna, I think we're going to see a, a strong market next year. I, we did talk about interest rates. They are going up. So if you're not paying all cash, uh, they look like they're going to have about four or five hikes. So, uh, but I, I look too, you know, I just look because I pay, I, you know, I rented something and I'm paying a fortune chase. So there's nothing, there's not much around. Have you noticed? I say it's not going to go down. That that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't yes, think it's going to uh, jump. Nothing, I don't think it's going to jump gonna go the way down. it did. No, but let, let, yeah. let me let, let me ask you a question. Right now, you you know everything is going up. You know the prices, the rent is going up, the gas is ridiculous. I right, I, I just figured out that I pay fifteen hundred dollars in gas, uh, believe it or not, every month because that my car takes super. So, uh, you know, Uber Uber drivers are quitting because they can't afford to live. All this oh, stuff I know. Employers, employers don't even want to raise your, your salary to, to, to meet the, 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 the surge and demand, the, to meet the, uh, the, the increase in, the, in, the living, uh, in your living, uh, you know, lifestyle. So how are these people going to be able to afford to pay them? Are they taking into consideration when they get a mortgage and say, okay, yeah, I can afford this mortgage. Are they taking into consideration that they have to pay more money for, for their, uh, uh, the, the car, the car payments, the, the, the insurance, the gas prices, which is ridiculous right now, over $100 just to fill my tank. Uh, are they taking that I into know. consideration? Will they be okay but to say, okay, look, we can afford to uh, uh, pay this mortgage, but what about the other payments that they have? Are they taking, taking that into consideration? Because it's, it's rough out there, and um, the employer is not going to increase the salary, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, in accordance with, uh, you know, your, 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 all this, uh, you know, the, correspondently, put it that way. It, it, then he's no, not no, going to raise your, your, your salary based on your lifestyle and the, and the, and the increase in the living. No, I, I share your concerns. I mean, I, I filled up my tank. I mean, forget about it. It was over. I think the gas was over five dollars. So, but but I wasn't doing self service. I found the regular gas station, so maybe that costs more. But I. Um, well, it's unlikely that the wages uh, will 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 rise uh, um, will, will rise uh, correspondently. Put it that way. But but I also read because I'm going. You know, I'm going to be here maybe another week or so, and then. That the Uber drivers quit, 40% of them quit, as you said, because yeah. I think they raised prices a little bit, but they couldn't raise them that much. And at the cost of gas now, it doesn't pay for them to drive. 
And they're not making And, they have money. and I yeah, heard they made some kind of a deal with taxi cab drivers. I mean, I didn't, I don't know the details of it. But, yeah, because most Uber drivers are independent. So, you know, it's their own car and they drive whenever they do. And so I guess with gas prices, I don't know. I think it's a very hard balancing act. And I am very concerned about us doing it. I mean, I, I think we're in kind of a, a crazy time, and we've been through, really, when you think about it, I think we've been through kind of some bad years. I mean, pandemic was something that, I don't know about you, but I never even imagined a pandemic, okay? And when it happened, I said, ah, well, it'll be about three or four weeks, and we'll be done. But it was yeah. two years, right? right. And now exactly. we have this, 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 this war going on, and that's going to have effects on our economy also. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I think... Well, Dottie, listen, kind of- I, have, I have two daughters that live in New York City. And, uh, you know, what's happening right now, going back to what the employer is going to pay, you know, I have to subsidize my, my, uh, my kids. You know, there, there's no way. It's not like the old days where you could just uh, no, pay rent. No, I, I did too. You know, <laughs> You know, I I, use, I still pay for their, their phones and insurance and subsidize their living space. You know, and, and this is this is going on. This is not uncommon. This is very common right now because you know it's just it's just everything is going up and up and up. And how are the people? How are these millennials going to do it? You know, how are these? Uh, what is the what is the new term now? It's not millennials because they're getting the X or something or Y. The Generation Xers. They're younger than the millennials. Yeah. Well, let me say this, Chase. The baby boomers, which I am one of the baby boomers, they worked day and night, and they didn't have balanced lives because the and the millennials were like, okay, we don't want to work that much. We want to work, but we want to have a balanced life. We want to play golf. We want to have a great life with our children and our wives, but we also want to go to the club. I mean, things have changed, but... It's going to be the biggest generation of wealth, I believe, that the world, that the, that the United States has seen. Because when the baby boomers die, and they're getting on in their years, the old baby boomers, they're going to leave, and they worked really hard, a lot to their children, for those who have it. And I think that, you know, a lot of people made money in the tech business. I mean, that you know. Um, but I think that people lose sight of the average American, and it's a struggle. You know, it's sure. a struggle. But as I said, my father was a city worker. I didn't grow up rich. And you know what? I worked. I worked when I was I, – I worked for started when I was 13 years old. Yeah. I worked. I went to school. And I think the kids got to spoil them a little bit, you know? I think. I think. I think. Yes, this generation we do because we wanted to give them what we didn't have. Yeah, my daughter. My daughter is like you know, she's a teacher, and I said, well, you know, uh, your daughter's a big now. You know, you don't need a nanny twenty four hours. You could get someone to come in the mornings when you have to. She was hysterical, crying, and then I pay her car payments, and my little granddaughter was like little says to me, and I said, I'm not paying for a Mercedes, so forget it. So I don't know if she bought a Lexus. I don't know what she bought. So my mm. grandson, who's only four, said, well, let's face it. This is not a Mercedes, and I don't like it. So I said, okay. Incredible. <laughs> okay. And, you know, oh. if you think about branding, that's why brands, like, you know, the Gap, and like, you know, D- DKN and Polo, they all have like a cheaper brand, even though those brands aren't cheap, so that if you get used Throw to away. wearing those clothes, you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna go on. So I think it's not quality though, know. but it's not quality. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know, and it's I think it's hard for they, kids. They today. have a certain they have a certain brand that they push out for the masses, and I know it's not. It's a lot of the high end. Uh, 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 companies, uh, apparel companies, are now doing the, the, what they call throwaways. You 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 wear them a couple of times, they they fall apart, and you you, you wind up buying them again. It's it's not even worth it. You might, you might as well just buy the good stuff and hold on to it for years. Well, true, 
Okay, but I but I, but I, but I think the pandemic really took trends that were in the works already. Okay, and just expedited them. And let's face it, I don't know when I you know you know I, I have things that like in the nineteen I guess fifties and sixties when, when I was working and you know. My daughter would say, Mom, like, no, I, a lot of mothers didn't work. I mean, so now, like, it's almost, it's almost like you really have to have two incomes unless, you, you know, somebody makes a lot of money. And people are getting married later now, okay? They're living at home longer now. Uh, when I was a kid, we were, like, you know, we wanted to get out of the house as soon as possible. So I think a lot of things have changed, but I think it's tough, and I, I don't... I'm hoping that this uh, war ends because, uh, you know, that's... And I don't think everyone's going to throw their cars out and buy an electric car in one day. No. And I don't... Listen, this is the the electric car thing, the biggest myth in the world. You buy an electric car, what do you think the power is going to come to power that electric, those batteries? Yeah, so... I don't know. I'd love to have this debate another time, again, because we unfortunately are out of time. But I'd love for you to come on again, and I'll see you around town. Okay, Thanks awesome. for being Thank on the showcase. Make sure to get the magazines. Thank you. Thank you. Have good a luck. good weekend. Good Bye-bye. Show. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Relief Factor. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.